It's Sunday morning. Time for some jazz. Five cool songs and a hot cup of coffee. Great way to start off a Sunday morning. At least I think so. Had my uh, toasted cinnamon raisin bagel and followed it up with a sesame bagel from Kettleman's Bagels right here in Ottawa. Best bagels in town, if you ask me, but hey, what does my opinion matter to anybody, right? So, I'm the only, uh, the only, the only thing that I can speak on any sort of authority of that people will actually pay attention to is this, music, and that's okay. I don't seek anyone's approval. I only seek your ears to enjoy this milieu, this podcast milieu that has, well, brought me some new, uh, new acquaintances, some made some new friends, and have uh, been able to expand my repertoire as a, as a result. So the main show, I'm still working on it, and I know I've been saying that for some time, but uh, it's a four-hour marathon, so it takes some time to put it together. But this show, as it is um, merely 60 minutes, somewhere thereabouts, I have a little bit more time to... Uh, or it takes, sorry, it takes a lot less time, I should say, to put this program together. So, I'm going to start the day off with a uh, classic track from the late Jackie McLean and Mr. Herbie Hancock. This is from the album, um, this was the final cut on the album, released on, um, what was it? it was recorded in uh, May of 1959, um, Three different dates, May 2nd, 59, June 14th, 62, and February 11th, 1963. But the album wasn't really truly assembled until, well, what you're about to hear, 1980. So it kind of sat in the shelf for a long time. It's been released on vinyl and um, uh, CD as well. In 1980, it was only five tracks from the original uh, recordings. And this particular track, um, featuring, of course, Herbie Hancock, as he is the writer for this song, released in uh, 1980. This is Yams from Jackie McLean and Herbie Hancock. Thank you. 
Jackie McLean and Herbie Hancock, recorded February 11th, 1963. And of course, that song sat on the shelf for 17 years, till Blue Note released it in 1980. Now, the original uh, release in 1980 featured six songs, of course, Yams, the one you just heard being the last release on that record. But there was a reissue of the album in in the year 2000, Uh, on CD, a limited edition CD, with a total of 11 sides. If you have the chance, pick it up. It's quite something. Probably Jackie McLean at his very best, of course featuring Donald Byrd on the trumpet, Butch Warren on bass, Tony Williams on the drums, and the great Herbie Hancock on piano. And of course that was Herbie's... uh, Composition, Yams. That song just really swings, man. I can dig it. Okay, try not to laugh too hard at that, okay? So, going to move it along ever so slightly. Featuring, um, well, uh, Andrew Hill, who passed away in 2007. He was 75 years of age at the time. Uh, John Fordham jazz critic John Fordham described Hill as a uniquely gifted composer, pianist, and educator. Although his status remained largely inside knowledge in the jazz world for most of his career, he wasn't well known outside of that career. But he was quite a genius player and composer. Musician, bandleader, composer, pianist, cellist, and harpsichordist. Yes, Quite the talented individual indeed. He played a lot of avant-garde, jazz, bebop, and hard bop. In this composition, um, this was released in, I guess, it was recorded in 1964 and originally released in 1965. It was reissued in 88 and again in 1999 when uh, Rudy Van Gelder remastered it. And the composition you're about to hear is the Rudy Van Gelder Remastered Edition from 1999. This is New Monastery by Andrew Hill.
Joe Henderson on tenor saxophone. My apologies, Eric Dolphy was not on that side. Kenny Dorham on the trumpet. Andrew Hill, of course, pianist. Richard Davis with his spectacular bass notes, walking bass line at the end on the double bass. And magnificent Tony Williams on the drums. Of course, Rudy Van Gelder was the original recording engineer on that, and as I said, what you just heard was the reissue, remastered edition from Rudy Van Gelder in 1999. That was uh, produced by the uh, late, great Alfred Lyon, the individual who actually founded Blue Note Records in uh, 1939. He retired in 1967 after he sold the company, and, uh, I mean, he, re- he produced recordings through the 40s, 50s, and throughout the 60s. His legacy is still very much felt today, simply due to the fact that he created one of the greatest uh, jazz recording labels of all time. He died at the age of 78 in 1987 brilliant producer, visionary individual, Alfred Lyon. Of course, Andrew Hill, as I stated uh, earlier, he passed away in 2007, at the age of 75. Brilliant composer and instructor. He taught many a student on better methods to play, how to interpret music in their own manner. The brilliant Andrew Hill. Okay, so going to change it just a little bit and come into the modern age as this recording um, I've featured a couple of tracks off of this record in the past uh, now the entire album 
was just released uh, this past Friday. It had been recorded in December of last year for the uh, uh, to celebrate Billy Hart's 80th birthday. Kevin Hayes, Ben Street, and Billy Hart, Hayes Street Hart, from the album All Things Are. This is Twilight. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hayes Street Art. From the album All Things Are, just released this past Friday, June 4th, 2021. It was recorded back in December at the Smoke Jazz Club in New York City on Smoke Sessions Records. Now, the club was just the musicians and the recording engineer because of uh, COVID restrictions, of course. So there's no actual crowd to, you know, sort of hype up the vibe, and yet, listening to that record, you would never know that it was just an empty building. It's such a live, breathing recording. Of course, Kevin Hars, Kevin Hars, Kevin Hayes, <laughs> has uh, worked with uh, Billy Hart uh, for, for, oh my goodness, uh, over 30 years now. They've recorded a number of uh, tracks together. The one you just heard, um, Twilight, is what's known as a contrafact. It's when they take a uh, well-known standard, make some rearrangements and extrapolations, and create basically uh, a, 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 an altered version of Stella by Starlight and rename it as Twilight. Great record. Absolutely great record. I've had a chance to listen to the entire thing. And if you have the opportunity to pick it up, I would strongly recommend it. One of the reviews I'm, I've, I've read about this um, kind of sums up how I feel about it as well. It says, and I'm just going to read a couple of lines here. It says, um, the record may have been intended to celebrate its legendary timekeeper's birthday but it sounds instead like the inauguration of Jazz's latest great new band. I cannot argue with that. I, I hope these three fine gentlemen just continue to play and record for as long as they can. I mean, Billy Hart is 80 after all, so one only knows how much longer he has on this earth. We are only here for a short time, remember? Nobody is immortal, not even Gal Gadot. Okay, that was a terrible joke, wasn't it? Wonder Woman? Yeah, anyway, anyway. Maybe not, eh? So yeah, Hayes Street Heart, All Things Are is the name of the album. It uh, was released just this past Friday, June 4th, 2021. And like I said, if you have an opportunity to pick that record up, I highly recommend it. Spectacular. So, now I'm going to move things a little bit to a jazz fusion free jazz milieu. This is the second and final album from the American Jazz Fuse band, Arcana. Uh, it was released on uh, Bill Laswell's Axiom label in October of 1997. And this particular record uh, featured a couple of other individuals on this as some of the um, original players had left. There were some unique uh, contributions to this. Uh, Pharaoh Sanders, legendary tenor saxophonist, Be uh, Bayard uh, Lancaster, and along with, believe it or not, guitar player Buckethead. If you're familiar with Buckethead, he's uh, well, he he he's played in a number of bands, and he's he's he was uh, uh, part of Guns N' Roses for a time. His uh, real name is Brian Patrick Carroll, but he's known uh, professionally as Buckethead. Singer, songwriter, musician, multi-instrumentalist, and uh, his music spans every genre. Progressive metal, funk, blues, bluegrass, ambient, and avant-garde. He's recorded with a who's who of the industry, both pop music and jazz. 
He was a member of Guns N' Roses from 2000 to 2004. And um, he has uh, been re- he's recorded with, believe it or not, Viggo Mortensen, the actor. Mike Patton, lead singer of um, Faith No More, former lead singer of Faith No More. Bill Laswell, Bootsy Collins, Iggy Pop. Yeah, he, he really is a unique individual. He's uh, much like myself, just absolutely loves music. Now, he got the name Buckethead because he performs with a bucket of KFC on his head for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and then he started to wear a, a, an all-white mask, which he uh, looks similar to... Um, Michael Myers from the Halloween series. He's uh, rated as uh, guitars uh, 25 in in the top 25 all-time weirdest guitar players. Brilliant musician, strange fellow. So, the entire album, Arc of the Testimony from Arcana, was uh, written, composed, and produced by Bill Laswell. Of course, he has his own record label. Now, uh, the, this was their second and final album. Tony Williams died um, while the album was still in production. This is his absolute last recorded work. Tony Williams, of course, was the um, uh, brilliant drummer who um, well, sadly passed away at the tender age of 51. Robert Christgau once dis- uh, described uh, Tony Williams as probably the best drummer in the world. I know that Neil Peart was a big fan of his work. And if you know anything about Neil Peart, you'd know that he does not say that lightly. Absolutely brilliant individual, and sadly, sadly passed away at such a young age. Okay. This is from the album Ark of the Testimony. And this track is titled Gone Tomorrow.
a cacophony of fusion and confusion, organized noise. Arcana from Bill Laswell, featuring the uh, late great Tony Williams, as I said, uh, regarded as one of the world's greatest drummers. At 17, he was in Miles Davis' uh, second great quintet. You don't play for Miles Davis if you're not at the absolute top of your game. Of course, as a band leader, he has some 30 albums to his name. And with the great jazz trio, another dozen or so. Featured on over, I, I think, almost 400 recordings in total. An absolute um, workhorse studio player. Several live recordings as well. Passed away uh, uh, due to a heart attack in 1997 after routine gallbladder surgery. Don't know if there was any complications to that, but uh, yeah, as I said, described as um, probably the best drummer in the world by uh, Robert Criscow, who is, well, a well-known critic in the music industry. He was inducted into the uh, Modern Drummer Hall of Fame in 1986. Of course, Bill Laswell is still very much with us, unique individual. He plays a lot of funk, world music, jazz, dub, and ambient styles. I realize that the piece you just heard is not necessarily for everyone. Once in a while I will take a risk and play something like that because, well, it's still jazz, right? And we have to be daring. We don't want to be boring. And I don't want perfection. Practice makes better. There is no such thing as perfect. Nor do I want to live in a world where it exists because how boring would that be? Sloppy sometimes sounds wonderful. Of course, Bill Laswell has worked with a who's who in music. Brian Eno, Ginger Baker, uh, Whitney Houston. Basically pick a name and he's worked with them at some point or another. Uh, He worked with Aerosmith, Run DMC, Africa Bambata, John Lydon, or John Lydon, I should say formerly known as uh, Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols when he was with Public Enemy. Or Public Image, sorry. Public Enemy is Chuck D. Public Image is John Lynn Pill, Public Image Limited. The man has worked with Sly and Robbie, Mick Jagger, Motorhead, The Ramones, Ziggy Pop, Yoko Ono. You get it. If you need a bass player, you call him Bill Laswell because he can play absolutely any style there is. And as evidenced by the track you just heard, he can be a little bit eccentric, but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Eccentricity can be celebrated. But let's dial it back a bit, shall we? I'm going to play a composition from the great George Gables. Uh, George Andrew Cables, sorry. George Andrew Cables, not Gables. My goodness. My reading comprehension some days is is, uh, not the best. I do make a lot of mistakes. I like to leave them in. I will edit out, of course, coughs, or I don't know if you heard a door close behind me a few minutes ago, somewhere out in the hallway of my apartment building. And when I hear uh, police sirens or fire trucks go by, because there is a fire station not far from where I live, I like to edit those out, because they can be quite annoying, I find. I do a great deal to try and reduce um, outside sounds, but I don't live in an aeconic chamber, and uh, putting one together is nigh impossible. 
Nevertheless, I shall endeavor to do my best to give you the best, best possible quality sound under the circumstances. Okay, so here is uh, George Cables, and this title, this song is titled, For All We Know.
Cables from the album Too Close for Comfort. That title is For All We Know, which was originally written by uh, J. Fred Coots and Sam Lewis. Of course, the um, great George Cables released that record on the 28th of May, just this past year. So it's only a few weeks since this came out. It was recorded back in September of 2020 in New York, New York at Sear Sound. Featuring uh, bass player, now I'm, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to mangle his name. It's um, Essayet, Essayet, or Essayet, Essayet, I'm not sure. It's E S S I E T, E S S I E T. He was born in the U.S., but his parents had immigrated uh, to the United States from Nigeria. Essayist Okon Essayet, 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 I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Asayat Asayat, great bass player, stand-up bass player from Portland, Oregon. Now this uh, particular recording also features uh, drummer Victor Lewis, just a simple trio playing some classic acoustic jazz together. The album Too Close for Comfort. Of course, George Cables, my goodness, he's had a recording career that started, I guess, in 1963 when he was in college. He's heavily influenced by both Thelonious Monk and Herbie Hancock, and he's played with a who's who of the jazz world, has hundreds of recordings to his name as both a band leader and a sideman. Brilliant, brilliant player. And we've reached the end of today's show. I hope the uh, jazz fusion wasn't too much for you today. Sometimes I understand that that can be a little bit too much for some people, but once in a while I will take a risk and play something that I really enjoy. Until we meet again, my friends, I will be uh, continuing to work on the main show, as this has been uh, Songs and Stories Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 38. Hard to believe, and yet here I am, 38 shows, all jazz. How long will this go on? Well, as long as I can draw breath. How's that sound? Okay, you take care wherever you are in this world. Be safe, be happy, be healthy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.